Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Exodus. Now, last time we read Exodus chapter 7. At the end of chapter 7, you remember that God had struck the river, the Nile, and basically all of the water of the Egyptians for their you know, drinking and stuff, and it changed it to blood. However, he did not make it so that they could never get any drinking water, but he did change it to blood. So I'm going to read the last couple of verses here for you. So all the Egyptians dug all around the river for water to drink, because they could not drink the water of the river. And seven days passed after the Lord had struck the river. Now, he didn't make this a continual, permanent thing, but he did this temporarily. It killed all the fish, and it made it impossible for them to drink that water for that time. Now we're ready to read Exodus chapter 8. And the Lord spoke to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, Behold, I will smite all your territory with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into your house, into your bedroom, on your bed, into the houses of your servants, on your people, into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls. And the frogs shall come upon you, on your people, and on all your servants. Now, Notice that even into your kneading bowls, you know, where you knead and make your bread and, and who knows, they may do other things as well. But that 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 makes me think of, you know, you're kneading your flour, you're making your bread and your fr- and frogs are going to jump up and get in your bread and mess you up. You know, this would disturb me. This would bother me a lot. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to continue on. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. Now, I want you to notice this. (laughs) Obviously, Moses went and spoke to Pharaoh, and obviously Pharaoh still refused, even though they don't mention it here. They they don't even make the mention that that Pharaoh refused. It's just it's just a given that Pharaoh <laughs> refused. And and I kind of chuckle because because so many times we're given those little details, but this time it's just like okay, God told us that He was going to do this, and 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 we want you to give Pharaoh a chance. But Pharaoh refused automatically, obviously, and and nothing was said of that. And it mentions here, you'll notice that the magicians, all the magicians, they came out and they duplicated the same, uh, same enchantment, the same, you know, I'm sure they were calling it magic or whatever. Anyway, they duplicated the same thing, right? Now, how they did this, and, you know, we don't know. Stage magi- magicians are so good at doing things, we don't always know how they do things. They're they're very good at it. They're very skilled, and they're very um, sly and smart. Right? And they're very good at those things. And I'm sure these guys were, too, and they had Pharaoh fooled into believing that they were doing these things, too. 
what would have been a real miracle, what would have really proven their power, was if they had sent the frogs away. But they did not. They could not send the frogs away. No, they could add to the problem. They could supposedly, we'll say, supposedly add to the problem. I, I, while I say, while I know that the verse says, and the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt, I'm sure that they appeared to do so. I'm just going to leave it at that. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. So Pharaoh calls Moses and Aaron and says, Look, obviously, see, his magicians obviously could not send the frogs away, but he's like, Please ask the Lord to take the frogs away. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Accept the honor of saying when I shall intercede for you, for your servants and for your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your houses, that they may, re- may remain in the river only. So he said, Tomorrow. I, I heard a preacher do a sermon on this whole thing, okay, and I'll, I'll get to that in a moment, but why did Pharaoh say tomorrow? Why not right now? Why not get rid of it right now? This preacher did this did this sermon, and, and I can't remember exactly how the whole lesson goes and everything. But uh, um, but his his thing was one more night in the frog with the frogs, one more night with the frogs, and that's what Pharaoh decided here. Now he could have said, "Now, now, please get rid of them now," but no, he says tomorrow. I'll, I'll just I'll just have one more night with the frogs. And 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 that's the gist of now the message that the the, the man brought, and I, I'll never forget that because it was it was uh, a good it was a good lesson. I mean, why would we wait? God is offering to alleviate to help us. Why would we wait? It's like when you go to be baptized. Why would you wait? Why would you put that off? Here you have that in your heart. And you realize that you need that. Why would you put that off? Don't spend one more night with the frogs. You know, let's let's we know what we should do. We know what we need to do. Let's do it. Let's do it as soon as we can. Anyway, I don't want to get off topic, but I think that is a valuable lesson that we can learn here. And it's such a simple thing. But Pharaoh's like, no, tomorrow I'll, I'll, I'll keep the frogs around till tomorrow. So he said tomorrow. And he said, now this is. Moses, let it be according to your word that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God, and the frogs shall depart from you, from your houses, from your servants, and from your people. They shall remain in the river only. But that's tomorrow. That's not today. I will never forget that lesson, like I said. So so never forget that. We don't have to spend, we don't need to spend one more night in the frogs, you know. When we realize that we are wrong and that we need to make a correction, let's make that correction. Let's not wait and spend another night in the frogs, okay, or with the frogs. Because these frogs were everywhere. They were in their beds. They were in everything. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh. And Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. So the Lord did according to the word of Moses. And the frogs died out of the houses, out of the courtyards, and out of the fields. They gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, 
He hardened his heart and did not heed them as the Lord had said. Now here, Pharaoh has, you know, he's made a deal. He's promised. And yet he is reneging on his deal. He is turning away, hardening his heart. Here he's got the relief that he sought from God, which, let's face it, how many times have we made a deal with God uh, saying, oh, Lord, if you'll just do this, I'll do this. I'll be, you know, whatever. And then we get what we wanted and the Lord answers our prayer and then we don't follow through. Here's an example of that. And Pharaoh hardens his heart and does not heed them. But notice again, just like with the river and the fish dying the week before and the stink of that, here now they have the frogs and they have heaps of dead frogs and the land stinks of dead frogs. These are clear messages, you know, to my mind that the pollution it causes to your land, to your society, to your people, to your country, the pollution that it creates when you go against the morality of God, when you go against God. This is just an example that shows how the land becomes polluted and how it becomes dirty and filthy. We need our leaders to truly lead and have integrity, which you'll notice Pharaoh did not have integrity. And thus, he brings more and more pain upon his country, on his nation, on his people, because he does not have integrity. And I think I can see that and say that that's a part of our problem. We should always be praying for our leaders and our politicians uh, that they would have integrity and that they would follow God. Because when they don't, it brings these kinds of problems on us. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land, so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had said. Now notice the magicians could not bring forth lice. They couldn't change something like dust from an inanimate, unliving object to lice, like God did. God can bring forth and call forth lice. Yeah, they were able to fool people with the changing the water to blood, and they were able to fool people with the frogs and make it look like they made frogs appear. Well, they had plenty of frogs to work with. They had plenty of water and probably blood or some coloring agent to work with. You know, they had things to work with. But they couldn't just create lice out of dust or nothing. But God could. And then they tell Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But you know, Pharaoh is still insulted. He is still offended that there would be anything higher than him, that he should listen to or follow any 
moral guidance or anything other than himself and what he wants. He should be the ruler supreme of his life. I truly believe that's his biggest problem. That's why his heart was hardened towards God. He could not humble himself to accept an authority over him. And it, that can be a reflection of us at times. We're, we're people, and Pharaoh was a person. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God in the land. He's finally had enough. He's like, Look, just go, go. And Moses said, It is not right to do so, for we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. If we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, then will they not stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he will command us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Intercede for me. Then Moses said, Indeed, I am going out from you, and I will entreat the Lord, that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. But let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully any more in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord, and the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also. Neither would he let the people go. So again, Pharaoh, he's having a hard time learning this lesson, and he's not going to let the people go. He's going to continue to be this way. He's going to continue to harden his heart and work against God because he refuses to accept that there is an authority above him. He refuses to follow anything but himself and what he wants and what he thinks. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you. And remember, God loves you.
I just noticed something, and I'm going to ask your uh, forgiveness for this. Uh, I don't think it's too huge of a deal, but I have been reading everything in the Amplified Bible, and I just realized that we went through this whole chapter 8, and it's in the New King James Version. I think the lessons are still the same. I think everything is still the same. So I'm not going to change that. But just be aware that I, I kind of goofed here and I did Exodus chapter 8 in the whole, I did the whole thing in the New King James Version. Okay. So I do apologize for that. Uh, I'll try to remember from now on to get back to the Amplified because I was trying to do all of this in the Amplified Bible. But just so you're aware that I made that one mistake here in this chapter. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you.